0: Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Neil and Paddy back again with another 10-minute tirade. This is going to be a bit of a shorter one because we're reviewing Burnley, the Burnley game, and very much so a game of two halves and a game of, uh, I suppose, a game of, <laughs> I don't know, I don't, what other analogy to call it, because it was, it was a strange game in a lot of senses. But Paddy, uh, yeah, how are you feeling this morning, the day after the night before?
1: Well, <laughs> Like I, I suppose, let's draw a comparison between last night and last Wednesday, where I was lying awake in my bed staring at the ceiling after being robbed with VAR. You know, we were beaten fair and square. <laughs> it's it's hard to get annoyed when, when you're just beaten, you know. Mm. And it's not like we were and got hammered either. Um, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to say I'm happy. Um, but I'm a lot happier with the manner of the defeat than than we have done with the, you know, you go back to when we lost to Leeds and Southampton, we were outplayed for so much of those games. Um, so, you know, we were in the game, mistakes were made, you know, we learned from them. Uh, Burnley didn't expect, we, we, we didn't expect Burnley to, to come at us the way we did and it, you know, we probably should have killed the game off in the first half and that would have made a huge difference to the, to the game. Um, you know, we, we, spoke in, we spoke in the preview. Uh, one, one goal is never enough against these guys because they're always chipping away at you and chipping away at you. And, you know, they, they got back into the game and fair play to them. They, they, they deserved their goals because they were a much better team in the second half and fair play to them.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, the, the game itself hinged an awful lot in two two separate instances incidents should I say I think the save from uh actually probably three the save from Ollie, or save from Ollie Watkins from Nick Pope after that brilliant ball from John McGinn um we were only just talking about it beforehand uh it, it kind of highlighted Adi Watkins almost how smart he is as a striker but also how now how different he is to a lot of other strikers and Shows his naivety for uh a... um, f- for I suppose maybe winning penalties and so on he runs across Ben me nearly too early where he could have continued yeah. the arc of his run out look I'm picking I'm picking holes in this here the boy played absolutely brilliant in the first half he was in between those two centre halves moved them around the park made it very very difficult for their full backs to do anything in the first half and he was always there for uh, you know dragging people left and right so that we could attack down the wings our wing backs were very much a weapon Jack Grealish was very much in the game Bertrand Troyer was very much in the game, but they were in the game so much because of Ali Watkins' movement. Now, for that goal, as I say, he takes the ball, he runs across Ben Mee, Ben Me doesn't foul him. If he did, he would have been outside the box. Yes, it may have been the red card. That's a, a completely different thing. Like uh, that's yeah. that maybe what, what he's thinking was if he continues his, his run on goal, maybe keeps the angle. I know it would be an angle at goal, but it also probably um stops Nick Pope from charging out like he does. And when Watkins takes the second touch. When he finally gets to the ball after his second touch, it's under his feet and Pope is right on top of him. Look, not mm-hmm. criticising the guy. Hindsight is twenty twenty. The benefit of being able to slow it down and look at it from a bird's eye if you also takes into it as well. But I thought that, you know, we, we, we stick that goal. It's, there's no coming back from it. Also, Ross Barkley hitting the crossbar and that Nick Pope save. Then when it comes back after, I can't remember whose shot it was. It might have been Watkins' shot, but when the ball comes back to Traore, he makes a wonder save. Absolute wonder save. That's incident number one, I think, for me. Numbers one and, and two. And let, let's
1: just, let's just take a minute to to, to pat John again on the back for an absolute that sublime ball through to Ollie Watkins for that one. It's easy, it's easy gloss over these things, and you know I think Watson uh, Watkins was just unfortunate with his second touch; the ball just got cut under his feet because you know I, I think all you you described of wanting him to do was what he had in his mind when the ball came 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 through to him. But look, it's one of those things we won't dwell on it, you know, we can all miss shots, and um, I don't think there's any shame in what he did, so um, it's, you know, it, it, it's a fine line when the ball comes out to Barkley, and he just kind of hooks it back in on, onto the crossbar, and you're just like, that was game, that was games zit match, there was no way they were coming back from 2 down. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I and I don't think so too, I think it would have really, really burst our bubble in that instance, then the half-time happens, and they bring on Jack Cork and like talk about Sean Dyche not being, you know, we talk about these teams being robust, agricultural, big, tall men. And he, he likes to get the, get the ball down, get it into the box from crosses. And they did do, they did cross the ball an awful lot um, yep. last night, but they didn't cross it as much as us, would you believe? Um, but they, they actually did cross the ball an awful lot last night, but they bring on Jack Cork and, and, the, the commentators made, made a point. He's played 499 games. He's only just gone 31 years of age, but 499 games. Like that's experience that you can bring on there that was very, very beneficial for this team. So what they did was they took off at Josh Brownhill, who is more used to kind of ca- carrying the ball forward. They had him in playing inside with, with an Ashley Westwood. Ashley Westwood was able to spread the ball around. Josh Brownhill comes off. Uh, Jack Cork comes on, and he is then able to stop that ball through the middle uh the direct ball through the middle to Ollie Watkins because he's played in a more defensive role. And Villa Villa, it's not that Villa couldn't counter it. They absolutely could counter, but what happened was Burnley got got more of a foothold on the ball and they were able to hold the ball. They were able to get it out wide quicker tr- quicker this way as well because they weren't on the back foot. They were picking the ball up a bit deeper and they were able to get the ball out wide to Dwight McNeil and out to um out out to the other chap on the right hand side who I can't remember who who his name was uh uh, yeah, it was actually Robbie Brady was playing Robbie on the right hand side. Yeah. yeah, and that's where their goals came from. So, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm not too disappointed. I don't blame one person for this game. I don't blame two people for this game. I don't blame the whole team even for this game. I just think Burnley got hot for a five minute period, and they got they got the lucky breaks. They got a, uh, the commentators are crowing about that being a brilliant header from Chris Wood. No, I'm not, I, I don't know is it. I think I think it comes off his head. Just I I think, you know, I think he does it a hundred times more. He gets one, he gets one of those in. You can call it brilliant. You can call it look. I don't know. And Dwight McNeil certainly didn't mean what mean for his goal. It's probably a bit of culpability from Emi Martinez there, but I'm not going to go down that road with him. No, it's
1: a bit harsh. Uh, I agree with you. It, would, it It just kind of spun off his head, and um, I think I think without the spin, Martinez may have got to it. Yeah, uh, It just kind of spun away in and off the, the, the post. I think the McNeil one is, 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 is a difficult one. Um, you, you drill the ball in like that, you're, you're hoping somebody's getting a touch on it. There's no way he meant it to, to be. But, you know, all, all the coaches in the world tell you when you're a kid is to get that, get that on target towards the back post. And mm-hmm. if, if everyone misses it, it goes in. And Magnus has to be mindful that someone may get a touch. But then on the other hand, the only thing he could do is just go for the ball. Yeah, but yep. unfortunately, he he's got he he reacted too late. He's got to he's got a uh, he's got to trust the guys in front of him to go and try and win it, and it just yep. it just didn't work out that
0: way. And as I say I, I don't blame him for it whatsoever and, and I don't blame him for the first goal either. I think Burnley played Burnley played that corner beautifully. We didn't even speak about the first goal. And and I've got a timer on here for 10 minutes. I forgot to mention it. We're coming up to a minute and a half. We're actually going to go over it. Um so uh <laughs> but not by much. Uh I call the shots in this thing so I can do what I want. All right. <laughs> but we didn't we completely neglect neglected to talk about the first goal and a couple of players are getting a bit of stick for the first goal, and I, I genuinely don't understand what, what, where it came from. Like other teams can have very well worked routines as well that you just have no answer for. And uh, and what the, the, the beauty from a Burnley side thing, absolutely the horror from our side of things, was that. And the reason that we do a, a, a zonal marking situation like that is that Emmy Martinez is allowed and, and told. And you can see it. He's absolutely told. If that ball is going over everybody's head, you're backpedaling, you're catching it at the back post, you're coming to claim it. But they did an absolute brilliant job. They put three men around Emi Martinez and they basically hemmed him in. So this is obviously a tactic that Burnley saw was... A flaw in Villa's game. Zonal marking is fine. Yeah. We can call it zonal marking. And yes, it was. Douglas Louise was caught with the two centre halves. And he was caught with the two centre halves. And he, he didn't go with either of them. But it's not Douglas Louise's fault. He's doing what he's told. We've got to remember that tactics from corners are pretty rigid. The fact of the matter here is that there should be almost an option to call out of a, a certain tactic or to call out of a certain for setup for for the corner to make sure that the defenders are are, are um are kept, uh, there's a leash kept in the defenders, especially if we see that there's three people around the goalkeeper, and that option of the goalkeeper saving or baking at the back post isn't there. So once again, I'm not in the room with the tactics board. I don't know what was called. I don't know what setup they were supposed to have from a corner. It's not like in Sunday League, whereby you kind of go, All right, so lads, mark height for height there, will you? It's not like that. <laughs> and it never will be, even if it's man man on man, it's not going to be like that. You know? We we could criti- like people have criticized Villa for playing man-, man marking in uh in the in the Southampton game. I'm pretty sure that I did it when John McGinn was tasked with Mark Vestergaard.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's look. It's, team study it's, this. It's,
1: it's, people, people. Some people love Zonal Mark, and some people absolutely hate it. I, I'm, I'm in the latter part of it. Unfortunately, it's the tactic that our management team have chosen to go with, and we've, we've, we've got to trust them with it. Like it, as, you know, as we said before, this has only come to light. The, the, the Zonal Mark has only come to light since that Southampton game. Um, there hasn't been too many issues with it. Um, as you say, uh, I, thought, I thought it was a masterclass of a, of a, a set piece from, from Burnley. They knew exactly where the ball was going to land. There were two players arriving there very late. Um, and it was a mismatch. Douglas Louise was left kind of in between the two of them and unable to do anything with it. Um, bitterly disappointed that it was Ben Mee and he got his moment in the sun because I still haven't forgiven him for what he did to Wesley in the torn fixture mm-hmm. last year. So uh, that, that was a bit of a, a bitter one for me. But um, they're, they're going to happen. You know, if, if we go man for man, one of them is going to get beaten in the air from time to time as well. So it, it's peaks and troughs. We just got to get on with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And it's not a case of we can see the three goals against Burnley. Let's sell, our, let's sell somebody. You know, somebody needs time out of the team. Like this team has had more better days, has had more good days than it's had bad. This team has set up Against teams for corners like that and defended them more often than it hasn't. This team has won more games than it had than 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 its last this year as well, you know. So yeah. um, we're doing things right. There doesn't need to be root and branch changes. I uh, changes after we have a, a loss to a team that we think we should beat. Um, th- and yeah. I, I genuinely believe that we go out against Southampton that this that this loss isn't going to be a defining factor for this team. I don't think it'll be allowed. I don't think that culture is in Dean Smith's uh, in a Dean Smith team, or a John Terry team, or a Craig Shakespeare team, or uh, um, a Richard uh, Richard O'Kelly team. I, don't, I just don't think it's there, uh, and we'll see. I could be proven wrong on Saturday, but we do have grudge match against Southampton. You know, they kind of took us to task in the first half last time we played them, and we didn't. We didn't respond. We responded in the second half. This is actually an interesting one, Paddy. Against Brighton, we didn't perform in the first half. We performed in the second half. We lost the game. Against Southampton, we didn't perform in the first half. We performed in the second half. We lost the game.
1: The game.
0: Against, yeah. uh, who else did I mention there? Against Burnley, we performed in the first half brilliantly. Like, they were basically, they were calling us the, the what was it, the, the the Brazilian team in the 1970s, nearly. They were all short to calling us that in the first half. We lost 3-2 to Burnley. It's, look... Yeah. Every team, you need to play for ninety minutes. You absolutely need to play for ninety minutes. We didn't take our foot off the off the mm-hmm. gas. We maybe looked a small bit sluggish with, with coronavirus. I don't think that we we need to blame Dean Smith for not making subs earlier because at seventy three minutes we were going to we were on our way to Europe. At seventy nine minutes, everyone was given out, but we didn't make subs quicker. It happened in a short six minute space mm-hmm. of time, and it wasn't because of that. None of the goals were specifically because people were off the mark. There were. Well taken like if you want to call Chris Woods a well-taken goal, which I suppose it really was, and Dwight McNeil's was everybody was in the correct position, the ball just snuck in at the back post. It was just a fluke. So yeah, look, it's a bitter I, one. Bitter one.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 slightly critical at the timing of the substitutions, if I'm being honest. And you know, there's no point in sugarcoating it either. Um we did look leggy. I thought from about 60 minutes on, we looked leggy. And you're looking to the bench going, I'm sure Anwar and, and Trez are, you know, absolutely itching to get on the pitch. Um, Why not get them on and let them go at them and see how we get on? And, you know, it, it was kind of more uh, reactive than proactive, I thought, to bring them on in 83 minutes. Um, You know, m- maybe he has something else in his head. Maybe the two of them will start on Saturday. I don't know. But uh, I, th- I think... From, from 60 minutes on, I felt that the effects of that layoff are starting to show and um, the, the lack of people we have to come on and change a game mm. is, is starting to show as well. So, you know, we're still we're still a long way off being, being uh, European challengers, I think. Um, I think we could have done with another few players. Maybe the timing is not right. Maybe they don't want to do it at this time of year. Maybe they don't want to upset what we have. Um, I... Phew, it's hard to say whether they have anything planned in the next few days but I think he looked look at it himself and realised that there is still a, go, a good way off and, and, and there's a, a few missing and maybe, maybe you know maybe we're ahead of the time of where we are at the moment and, and you know we, we look back it's the first of all it's the first time we failed to win from a leading position from, the, from scoring the first goal and um, this time last year, we lost 13, by, by the time we played this game last year, we were 13 points lost from a winning position. So that's that's us coming a long way. Um, after 18 games last year, uh, you might remember we lost us to Hampton. That was our 18th game. We were in the bottom three with with a, a very negative uh, goal difference. This season, we're tenth, two games in hand on, on most around us and and a, a very healthy goal difference. So. We've we've come a long way, you know. I know I know it's easy for for some to pick a scapegoat, but please just lay off the players. There's there's no need for it. There's absolutely no need for it. We should be enjoying this, you know. Right. When I see there's people laying into Dougie Louise over the goal, there's people laying into Minks for absolutely no reason. Like let's call a spade a spade. If 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 he has, you know, uh, something gone wrong in the game, we'll call him out, on it. and that's fair enough because that's that's what we do. If someone has a bad game, we say it. But you just pick on him when he's done absolutely nothing wrong. In fairness mm-hmm. to him, I thought he had one of his better games. But I, I just don't get why we have to have a scapegoat. You, do, you look around the pitch last night, and one of, one of our biggest scapegoats for two or three years was actually Westwood. And he comes out yep. against us and has has a decent enough game and has, has carved out a career as a, as a Premier League footballer. So just just lay off the players. You know they've had a rough time. We, we need we need to get behind them. We need we need to show a bit of solidarity we, we don't know who's been affected by this corona outbreak and they're going to be tired they're going they're going to be mentally drained after this run of games and uh, it'll be interesting to see where we are at the end of next week because there's a lot a lot of games backing up there so I'm looking forward to uh, getting getting through the next week of football and then having a week off and hopefully that they can get a break and, uh, and maybe work on some stuff on the training ground
0: yeah Uh, And I think that's fair. It's a very, very fair assessment. Very fair assessment. Um, Teams can have good games against us. Teams can have good 10-minute spells against us. I think that's what's really happened. That's what's really happened. Like the two goals, as I said, the two winning goals. uh, And I will call them the two winning goals. Goal number two from Dwight Neal and goal number three from from Chris Wood uh, were fortuitous. And sometimes you just got to live with that. It's a lot easier to live with. than, 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 as you said at the very start, we'll finish like we started. It's a lot easier to live with and to sleep with when something like that happens to you than when, you know, it's blatant and the the controversy and the controversy and knowing you're right eats away at you. Uh, that's that's a hard that's a lot harder one for me to take than than sometimes when a team just gets hot like Leeds got hot for a half against us. Burnley got hot for 15 minutes against us and you know it just it's it, it, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but for me it's easier to swallow and get back up in the horse and I think it'll be exactly the same for the players. I think it would be exactly the same for the players and and who knows? Uh, maybe Morgan Sanson, we see him at the weekend. Maybe that you mentioned both, both fresh legs. I don't have any problem with uh, Trez and Anwar Gazi. I think they're very, very much very good squad players. And that is some 360 degree turn from me uh, and and you, in fairness, the two of us. Yeah, since since uh, November last year, you know, November of, November of 2019, <laughs> I suppose, really um, delighted to have them there. I think the viable striking option yeah, look, is it's next, it's next it's to work on.
1: It's as recently as July. I was calling out El Ghazi <laughs> for his bravery. So yeah. I, I make no bones it about exists. it. You know, if you, if you if you make a decision on someone and, and they prove you're wrong, hold yeah. your hands up and say, you know, well done. When the facts but, uh, change.
0: I, change I, just, I just
1: find it very hard to, to, to listen to and read what people say. You know, there's, there's a fine line by the, the you know, the, the abuse that he's getting. I, I, I watched... Uh, the abuse from Axel to and Zaby last night starting off... That was off, awful. That was starting awful. Starting off, you know, fairly like what we were doing with Mings and it developed into something a lot more sinister. So, that you know, there's a fine line between that and, we, and I, I really hope that we, we wouldn't reduce ourselves as a club to that kind of abuse because... No. It's absolutely
0: disgusting. I, I, no, absolutely. And, and just on the twins, everything, well, that was absolutely disgusting. And, uh, you know, somebody who we are, is obviously close to every villain's hearts after all these escapades in the championship put us as well. And uh, mm-hmm. we hope that the authorities stamp this stuff out because it really, really should be. And and look, as you said, yes, we're, we're, uh, it, it's a case of uh, maybe you, you see things uh, left, right and centre about this player had a shit game tonight or whatever. Please don't let anybody... If you see it, call it out. If you see if anybody sees anything that goes, steps over the line or anything along those lines, please call it out. It's it's just not worth Absolutely. it. Um anyway. We're going to end that. We're going to end it here. We're going to be back with you guys probably tomorrow. The podcasts are coming thick and fast. Back again to you, which it to, blah, blah, blah. back to you again what, tomorrow. What I
1: really meant to say was, I'm looking forward to next week when we can have a few days off ourselves, Neil. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 exactly. Wait a minute, I didn't press stop recording before you said that, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: look, it's great. It's great to be able to, you know, th- th- this is a release from. Horrible, oh, horrible stuff. times that we're in. So to be able to be able to talk and engage with people about what we say, it's, it's yeah. great. You know, and I to welcome any comments, negative or not, whatever it is. You know, by all means, send us a message or slag us off or whatever. I don't exactly. care. It's it's, it's it's all it's all a bit of fun, and uh, as you said, it's, it's a release from what are really really tough times for everybody. So I hope everybody is well, and uh, we get through it together. And you know, just look back at that first half of football. It was absolutely magical to watch. All that was missing was a couple more goals to kill it off. And that's the difference in the conversation here today. So it's not all bad. You know, we're, we're in a much better place than we were this time last year. So we should be smiling and we should be enjoying the football, albeit we're watching it from a distance on the TV, but we will get back there and hopefully we're still as good as we are by the time we get back into <laughs> the stadium.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure we will be. Uh, obviously as well, guys, don't forget a couple of days of recruitment, maybe something comes through the door as well. I'm not really holding my breath, but... I'd be delighted, as you know. I get I get excited at the drop of a hat on a transfer, so it's uh, very easy to get <laughs> you me excited. Her, you love a stuff. good transfer story. I know, Neil. a <laughs> good transfer story. Yeah, uh, I I'm nearly at the stage that during this pandemic where I'm buying buying a, um, a copy of Match magazine or Four Four Two, but more so a Match, and I'm sc- scrolling through, rifling through to see any transfer news and saying that used to come there, bring me back to my to my childhood. But uh, I love a good transfer you, story. Just
1: just another now that you mentioned magazines. To see how far our, our club has come, we have one of our one of our own on the front page of World Soccer magazine. Mm-hmm. It's Fantastic, it yeah. really is, and yes. you know, and he deserves every accolade that he gets. He, he was phenomenal yesterday again. Um, albeit I thought he got a bit tired towards the end, and that's totally fine because you know the, the games are are there. You know, they're coming thick and fast. This was this is not going to be an easy run for anybody. But to have a player of our own up there
0: on World Soccer Magazine, I thought it was fantastic to see yesterday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Right, lads, we're going to leave it at that. Um, that's the longest ten minutes you guys are ever going to spend with us. Um, that ten minute—that's that, a twenty-minute ten-minute tirade. a real Irish ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, twenty-minute, uh, twenty-minute, ten-minute tirade. Uh, you got, you guys, got there. Um, thanks ever so much to everybody for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, look result didn't go away. we've got Southampton at the weekend back up in the horse again just get at him and and, and see see what comes from uh, what comes from this game at the weekend as well uh, I'm totally delighted with the season so far and I know it's only going to get better we'll be back to to you guys with a uh, Southampton preview until then you can follow Paddy on at Philip Paddy you can follow me on at Love McGraw Pod please like share subscribe to the podcast if you will And until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.